I've been waiting all week for this opportunity to get in this, uh, share a little bit, and then uh, not only that, once we go through the message, we're going to have a time to fellowship. I think that's really important. We try to do that as often as we can, so we just want to welcome everybody to, uh, it's, it's not really our new location anymore. We've been here, what, three weeks, right? Or maybe a little bit more for Bible study, and uh, also, um, like Tanya has mentioned, a couple things. But when you guys come in in the morning, um, Tim does a great job. He keeps a lot of stuff up to date on here about the podcast, and you can check out our website at keepthepromise.org. Uh, any change, and I'll just throw this out while I'm thinking about it. Um, be sure, um, if you're able to get to a computer, that you kind of bookmark keepthepromise.org because the best way for us to get information to you between that and some of the Facebook things, if we have some crazy weather or something in up and coming months, we will post things that way to get to you, okay? So I just happened to think about that. But today we're going to be ready to get battle ready. Does that sound good? Very good, very good. Here's some of the warriors right now, the kitchen warriors. Give them a hand. Yeah. Right on time. Yes, that's it. So we're going to be talking about walking in the victory of Christ and how how God has provided for us to put on the full armor of God. So what I want to do is just kind of recap a little bit from last week for those that weren't here and also for those that were here. Just kind of just set the stage of what we're talking about. Primarily, we're going to be in Ephesians 6 today, uh, verse 10 through 18. So we're going to jump on in. Now, last week. We talked a little bit about the strategies of the devil, and, and you guys, don't worry, I'm not going to re-preach it and keep you here for two hours, but we are going to hit a couple of things, all right? And we, we started kind of just uh, plugging in and see how, man, Satan just uses those same old fiery darts to get us off track with God, and over and over, we see even, we went back in Genesis 3 to see how the strategies that he used back then on Adam and Eve, he really uses now, you know, on us. He really doesn't change his game much, but you know, they seem to be pretty effective if we don't have our full armor of God on. Amen. So what I want to do is kind of jump in that and then we're going to put them together. So last week we heard what was going on and how he tries to, to knock us off course. And we had a little bit of taste of how we recover from that. But today we're going to give you the rest of it. All right. Sound good. Everybody said amen. Good. Let's take a look. This just a little just a little going back through the notes here. When we talked about doubt last week, we talked about how Satan wants us to start setting second guessing God and his word and God's character. And it's love. And what I said, if you ever have a doubt about how much God loves you and what he's given for you, take your day and what's going on in your life and put it up against the backdrop of the cross. Amen. Because that settles everything right there. That shows you the love. That shows you the character. That shows you the whole uh, motive of God is love. Amen. Then we moved on from there and we talked about discouragement. Anybody ever get discouraged occasionally? Yeah, I think that's something we all deal with. And that's really when we start uh, looking at things and we get our focus on our problems instead of on the problem solver. It's real easy to do if we're not plugged in, right? And even when we are plugged in, I want to encourage you. You know what? Today's a new day. Today's a fresh day. Anybody like fresh starts? You got one today because God's just that good. His grace and mercy is new every day. So when we're looking at that, we need to be looking at the promises of God, looking in the word of God. So when those attacks come on, we use the word of God. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. All right. We know he loves diversion. Satan loves to, to get us off track, like I was saying, and turn around and just get us off the path that God has and set us on the shortcut of the world. You ever notice how shortcuts always come up with shortcomings at the end? You know? There's no shortcuts at the gym. There's no shortcuts to diet. There's no shortcuts to relationship. They take time. They take effort. All those things. And so we don't want him to, to, to get us sidetracked, right? So we keep our eyes on the Lord. Got a couple of more here, and then we're going to jump right into it. This is another area he loves to, to, to work on us. We talked about defeat. 
Satan gets us to buy the lie of defeat and focus on our past failures. I've always said this, I think, since I've been preaching. You can't plow backwards. Because, man, if you're starting to walk and you're trying to move forward and you're looking back at things that you blew yesterday or the day before or even many years ago, what happens? Our, our path starts going like that. That's just no way to go. So what we need to do is be quick to repent, trust in the Lord and his healing and his grace and his mercy. That's why he died for us, right? And set us back on the path so that we can walk in victory, not defeat, all right? All right, got one more here in delay. Man, I'm going to tell you, now that's a real smooth when Satan tries to lay on us, isn't it? You know, if he could just keep you away from God's word, if he can keep you away from God's church, if he can keep you away from fellowship or reading your Bible or prayer time, and even fellowshipping with other folks like we're going to do here today. You know, there's always going to, you know, I talk to folks and they say, I say, hey man, I invite you to church and stuff and I never push it. I just say, hey, I just keep open door. And I hear things like this. Man, I got to finish this project. Once I get this project done, Guess what? There's going to be another project. Okay? And that's what we see. And there's going to be another project. So what I say, I say, well, that sounds good. So what's the priority? And they go, what do you mean? Because what you're saying is if you're doing the project, the project is your priority. Amen? That's a good place. It got quiet there, but it's true, isn't it? So we have to really watch ourselves to see, hey, are we going to carve out the time that it takes in that relationship? Because it does take time. It does take effort. But here's the great part. God did the hard part. He supplied the sacrifice. Amen. So just looking at that. And I just want to kind of set the stage with that. How Satan's strategies tries to knock us off course. But today we're going to get ready to get battle ready by putting on the full armor of God. Amen. 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 Putting on the full armor of God. Now a few weeks back. We had talked about Paul writing a lot of the the, uh, portions of the Bible in the New Testament from prison cells. Right. And um, this is no, no different. He was in a Roman jail when he was writing this about 60 AD. And um, he, was, he used his time wisely, though, when he was in there. He was still serving the Lord. Isn't that amazing? See, the enemy wants to think that you're defeated. He's got you caged up here. or He's got you hemmed up with your job. And you can't do this or can't do that. But you know what? God says you can work in the midst of where you are. It's, you know, I was thinking about this. I was at work, and I really thought, man, I'd love to be preaching all the time. And then I led somebody to the Lord at work. And I was thinking, man, I sure would like to be, you know, in the middle of what God's got going. And I got to pray with the lady at work. And I start realizing, God just spoke to her. He says, I know where you are. You see, I know where you are. So what I wanted to to tell you about today, God knows right where you are. And he will move in your life right where you are. Sometimes we think we got to get up on the top of the mountain before he really uses us. I'm telling you what, what he does while he's taking us up the mountain and through the valley, he's perfecting things in our heart. Amen. Very good, very good. Well, one of the reasons I think Paul might uh, use the armor of God as a great illustration because the man did a lot of hard time in the jailhouse, you know? And so I thought he, he would probably, that's probably a good reason why he used that. And I know uh, for me, when I see pictures or illustrations, it seems to stick with me a little bit, you know? So everybody learns difference. But what we're going to look at this is how God provided for us to be victorious in every area of our life through putting on a full armor. So what I want to do is jump in here and show how God has equipped us through his word and his spirit and his love and forgiveness, right? So if you get your Bibles with you today, again, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be primarily, like I said, between verses 10 and 18. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. We got it on the wall. But I always encourage you to bring the word, right? Because we're going to see what that actually uh, works out for us here in a little bit. It's so hard not to tip my hand where we're going with this thing and get excited. Let's read this here. It says, a final word. This is Paul speaking to us. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
but on put on all of, all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of this unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly realm. Now I want to break that down a little bit. The first verse that we go to, he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. See, we're under that canopy of grace, amen? We are, when we have said yes to Jesus Christ, when we have laid down our will and say, hey, you know what, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. He says, man, I put you in the right position. You're a child of God. You're heir to the throne. Amen. So I always want you to remember who we are in Christ. But what we're looking at here, also from that verse, I see that we're not alone. It's done in his power and his might. See, if you ever feel like you're up against the wall and you think, man, nobody cares. Nobody's calling all these things. Grab that word and start looking at the promises of God for your life. Give one of you, your brothers and sisters a call from here and we can come and, and pray with you and encourage you because you know what? Those days do come. But it sure is great to know that you're not in it alone. Amen? That's amazing right there. I don't know what it is. They say misery loves company, but I think victory loves people cheering you on. Amen? Amen. It, it's good. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Next we see down here, it says put on all the armor. Y'all hear me say this week after week. I love when the Bible says all. All, all, all. Put on all the armor to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. You know what that does? It shows me that we're complete in him. That we're not lacking in anything when we're a child of God. And you know what the great part is? It's nothing you and I even did. It's what God provided. But we grab hold of that by faith in him. And then the last verse that we're dealing with on 12 here. He is telling us that there's a spiritual warfare. And that there's a reality. He doesn't say, so, so if it comes, he says, but when it comes, okay? So if we're aware of our enemy, right, and we're aware of his strategies, and now we're getting the tools to prepare our heart, guess what? We're going to come out victorious, right? Moving right along, moving right along. 13 says, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will stand, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness, all right? So when we start looking at this here, let me see if i got to go a little bit further. I want to show some of the things that we're putting on. He says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. He wants us to be prepared. He doesn't want us sitting on the sideline going, man, I don't have a clue. You know, that's why I always say, hey, if we got a need, if we got something going on, what promises are you standing on? What verse are you standing on? How can we pray for you? I love to ask people that. We were playing this weekend um, at the circuit. We love going to the circuit. And as a place in Newport News, if you guys ever get an opportunity to go there, uh, it's a wonderful place, a marketplace ministry. And we'll talk more about that later. But you know what? I always say, how can we pray for you? And sometimes people don't even know. What you can pray for them. But when you talk to them, you know, maybe it's peace. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's forgiveness. But you know what? We can take that, come alongside, and use the word of the Lord for the mighty sword that it is. In addition to all of these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop all the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All right? So you guys getting that? You know, y'all ain't getting that. Y'all are not getting that. Can I go backwards, Tim? Yes. Take me backwards. Am I backwards now? Okay. I want to make sure you guys get this. 
You're not getting this. You know what I need? I need a stunt man. I need a strong, burly man to help me out. Everybody, all the big guys went like this. <laughs> well, you know what? Goodness gracious. How about that strong young man right there? Give Tim a hand. Come on. And I need a faithful assistant. All right. Well, come right over here. Many of y'all know Tim as the man behind the scenes. Man with the plan. Yes. 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 I was, I was good at that for you, but that's fine. Go ahead. What we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to help us with this object lesson. All right. Is that all right? So we want to show you. I'm going to get you to stand right over here, young lady. Miss Tanya, we're going to put her right, no, right over here with your, with your burly man. You can tell. What are you going to tape up my mouth? <laughs> well, all right. See, they really don't know exactly what's going on. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right, you guys, are they troopers or what? Give them a hand. There it is. I just kind of give them an outline. I said, would you be available in the middle of the service? They go, uh, for what? I said, we'll get to that. But you know, we want to talk about putting on the full armor of God. So what I'd like to do is as we go back and start looking at the full armor of God. Let's see. I think it's on this verse here. Everybody got their Bibles, right? Right? The first thing we want to do is see how God talks about putting on the belt of truth. And I believe we got a belt of truth in here. I want to drive this home a little bit. Can you help out find a belt of truth and help this young fellow out there? All right. There we go. <laughs> I, thought it was a, I thought it was a headband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Now I want to give you. Very good. The belt of truth. Give me a little flexing, Tim. Woo! Yeah. He's a trooper. Now I want to give you, I always like giving you some word with that. So we're talking about the belt of truth in John 8, 31 and 32 says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen. Well, what else do we have here for Tim? In the body armor of God's righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Man. Beefy. He's ready. Look at that. You notice we did this before we served food. Because you know what? We're going to live it up, aren't we, Tim? Yeah. Woo! All right, one more flex. There we go. All right. Wonderful. Now, let me give you a little bit of word on that. Philippians 3, 9 says, And be found in him, not having our own righteousness, which is from the law, but with that which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteous which is from God by faith. All right? How we looking? How you feeling? Feeling strong. All right. Now he says, you know what we need? We need the shoes. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Tim, are you prepared? He's getting prepared. He's battle ready. She's got her shoes on his shin, but for this, this will be practical application. (laughs) Thank you. I love this guy, man. He he takes one for the team, doesn't he? Put on the shins. (laughs) No, put on the shoe. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, He's ready. Get the duct tape, and we got it too, baby. That stuff's good. 
That's a, that's a gift from God, duct tape, isn't it? <laughs> Let me give you a little word with that. Isaiah 52, verse 7, okay? It says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who proclaim peace. Amen? All right, Tim, you're hanging in there, man. You're looking good. What else we got? We need the shield of faith to stop all the fiery arrows of the devil. He's ready. Look at that. Woo-hoo. All right. He's looking good. Nobody throw any darts. It, it, it's good. All right. For that one, for that one, we got the shield, we got the shield of faith. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5, it says, Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last times. All right. What else? I can't wait for this one. <laughs> Put on the helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put on salvation as your helmet. Jess, you got a lot. Jesse, get, get in the front with that one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Hold still. Right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all check out Facebook later today. <laughs> I'll buy you lunch, okay? <laughs> All we, all right. For the helmet of salvation, we use Psalm 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amen. How are we looking now, Tim? You're almost on home, home stretch. And take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. <laughs> Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul, spirit, in between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Oh, I got to get a picture with this guy. Jesse, I got to get a picture with him. Tim, come on over here. Come on over here. He, he did all the hard work and I'm the fall guy. No, watch, watch the knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about right <laughs> Oh, look at that. Here we go. He's ready. We needed the duct tape, but that's all right. When his tongue stops, gets out there, tell me I'm doing it too tight, brother. There we go. All right, here we go. Get one with Mr. Tim here. This is a good one. Back, back up, son. All right, here we go. Good deal. All right, everybody give Tim a hand in there. You know what? Got the duct tape on the altar. Praise the Lord. Well, you know what? It's good to have a little fun as we're, as we're learning and living, isn't it? Because you know what? God gives us joy. Tim, that's awesome, man. That's good. I, I, I don't know what was funnier, that or looking at Dave Raven and uh, my buddy over there, Mr. Southall, when I started talking about big muscular men, they were looking just like this. And Miles, I said, you know what? You cannot hide behind your wife's. <laughs> You're way too big to hide. I was like, just like this. I always clear it before I ask anybody. I would never put nobody out like that. But you know what? Let's keep on pressing here, guys. We're having a good time, aren't we? And he says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You know what? Lifting one another up. Praying. Have a heart of, of, of prayer. Have an attitude of prayer, right? Because you know what? That's how. We distinguish the fiery darts of the devil. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and get you to pull out your hand out. We're going to move through this fairly fast. But I wanted to counter. I wanted to counter the weapons that he uses 
with the weapons that God gives, okay? So if you got your handouts, we're going to kind of work through that. And guess what? Then it'll be supper time and everybody's going to be all ready because it'll be battle ready. Amen? Here we go. We talked about Satan's plan a little bit. And today I want to talk about God's purpose, all right? So if you got your, your notes today, we're going to kind of walk through there and, and kind of counter those things. We saw that last week we talked about and talked about a little bit earlier today about the doubt that Satan has. And I won't go over that too often, uh, too awful much right there. But I just want to make sure that we know that when we're talking about doubt, he just throws those seeds. Satan throws those seeds of doubt into your mind. But this is what God does for us. He has, we have faith in him. God is faithful, trustworthy, loving, forgiving, and all-powerful creator of the universe. And I wrote this down. And we get to call him Father. Isn't that something? You get to call him daddy. You know, you always hear that. Who's your daddy? Let me tell you, man. God is our heavenly father, right? Amen. And through that sacrifice, we are able to call him father. Amen. When we talk about discouragement, remember to get us to follow the shortcuts, to look at our problems instead of the promises, right? What did God say about it? He wants to encourage us. God will never leave you. God's always with you. Always longs to restore you. You see that in the Bible. We see things come up and you see people fall and you see people make bad decisions. And God is always willing to restore. That doesn't mean that there's, there's not any scar tissue for bad decisions and, 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 and walking away from God. But God's door is always open to draw you back in with love, forgiveness, and grace and mercy. All right? Romans 8.38 says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears, I love this, our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Man, if we finish right there, that'd be a full day in the Lord, wouldn't it? But guess what? There's more. Here we go. Diversion. We talked about him getting us to take the shortcut, Satan, Right? Getting us to, to get our eyes off the prize. But let me tell you right here. Be steadfast in what God's given us. Amen. Stand firm in the truth of God's promises. Don't be swayed by what others are doing. Hold fast to your convictions of Christ. See, we need to be focused, uncompromised on the truth. Bold and not wavering. But being secure in Christ. That's where the, that's where the encouragement comes from. That's where the steadfastness comes in. When we say, you know what? I'm not moving because God said this. Standing on that promise and said, when everything else looks like it's going, you know, right down the tubes, we can say, you know what? I know what God's spoken to my life and we can be strong in that. Amen. Defeat. Sometimes really, I think we can just feel overwhelmed by the things of the world, by what's going. If you just watch a little TV, I tell you, you get up and you turn the news on, man. I want to encourage you to get up and, and turn the light on and read your Bible first. And then set it up against what's going on. Because I tell you what, the enemy wants to turn around and watch all the bombings and all the things and all the, the money's going down the tubes and all these things. And if, if we allow too much of that in, it's good to be aware. But are we feeding on God's word first? Because see, if we're feeding on his word first, we're going to have faith, be encouraged, and we're going to stand fast in those times and say, you know what? I know what God said. He said these things will come. He says in this world there'll be What? Right? You're going to be in trouble, right? But be a good cheer. We've overcome the world. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Victory. Victory. I love when we think about how God gives us the victory. 
1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, 58 says, Thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We have victory in Christ. See, we start thinking about all the things that, that we have to do and the list that we got to get knocked out. And if see, if Satan can keep that diversion going, right, you're not going to be very effective. And you're going to just be drained trying to balance, you know, the guy with the dish and the, and the little sticky. That's what I feel like sometimes. But you know what? When I go back and set my priorities through the word of God, things seem to settle out. It's amazing. God just seems to multiply your time somehow. Well, you know what? If anybody can do it, he can. Amen. Let's take a look at this here. Delay. I, I tell you, I think that's one of the, the, the subtle things he does just a little at a time. I always say sin doesn't come in a 55-gallon drum. It comes in a little bit at a time. And then you go, my goodness, how did this thing get full? How did we get here from there? Just a little at a time. Just a little at a time. But you know what? God continues to show us. It's about how we respond to those things. We've been talking many times over the last few months about our tone. You know, how do we respond? How do we, how do we uh, turn around when God says, do this? Do we, well, are you sure? Do we question that? Is it really true? Just like, you know, Satan wants to come in with the doubt. Or do we immediately say, yes, Lord. You know, we were playing uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were playing at Hampton Christian. I saw a young lady that was over there not too long ago in the front row. Snapping and clapping. And we do a song, you know, uh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Isn't it amazing, man? Get those little kids. Man, there's like 70 of them. Yes, Lord, yes. I, mean, I love it, man. And you know what? To teach our children to say, yes, Lord. Wow. How will that impact generations? It will, man. It'll in- impact your family, your neighborhood, and the world. I just believe it will. Amen. So the response, I want to I just take a look today and think about, do we have a responsive heart? And all these things that we started looking about, I thought was really amazing. You know how God has been working these messages in, in a progression type thing. We talked a while back about being overcomers. We sang a song not too long ago, you know, um, that we, a revelation song. And that we um, overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's out of Revelations 12, 11. What is the testimony that you share? When you share your faith with somebody, are you talking about the things that God has done for you? Are you talking about how God has moved in this situation? Or when somebody asks what's going on, you just tell them, man, all these things. I didn't get this. I haven't made that. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Man, I tell you, I want to say today, let's do just a spiritual reboot on our hearts and start looking about what God has done. Start looking about what we do have and put on that full armor of God. Amen. So a few weeks ago. We talked about Psalm 123, and I thought it was really amazing how God just brought this thing full circle, right? And what I want to show you from this, and as we pull this into a close, is talking about being ready, right? Ready in the Lord. I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We keep looking to the Lord, our God, for his mercy, just as a servant keeps their eyes on the master, as a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy, for we have had our fill of contempt. The ways of the world, right? We have had more than our fill of the scoffing, of the proud, and the contempt of the arrogant. You know what I thought was amazing and how God worked that out? He brought us right back before we came over, the week before 
we came to our new location. We preached on that. I was really seeking the Lord. And he says, you know, keep your eyes on me. You know, and we talked about how the enemy in the last week or so, how the enemy and his strategies really hasn't changed from, from the Garden of Eden till now. And about doubt and defeat. And then we start looking again about what God's supplied through that of Jesus Christ, putting on a full armor. And, you know, so today I feel like, you know, God has given us the pieces of the puzzle to be battle ready. We just need to walk in it. We need to suit up and do that. We want to keep looking to the Lord, our God, for grace and mercy, just like it talks about. Keep our eyes on the master. Watch for his slightest signal. Put on the full armor of God and walk in victory. Remain battle ready. And that's what I pray today as we just kind of jump through these things. That we take a good look at our hearts and take a good look at what God has done for us. And then we can start understanding that, you know what? He is a provider. He is a God of love. He is the one that has set this stage. He's the creator of the universe. Like I said, we get to call him Father. Man, build that relationship by taking time with God. Spending time with God. Investing in the things of God. Because we're all about kingdom, right? Talking about when I say kingdom, I'm meaning the things of God, the things that are going to last for eternity. And the number one thing I think about is, what about your salvation? Have, have you actually said, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today is the day that I just call on you and ask you to forgive me of my sin. Today, if you guys want to go back later on this evening and look at a few things, Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. It's very encouraging. And where we were today is, is, is chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. And I thought this was so amazing when I was studying this out. I read this and I thought, man, this is right on time. The key to stabilizing our faith lies in choosing to believe God regardless of the situation. Only then will it be possible to bring those things of doubt, anxiety, fear, anger, and confusion to submission. To do what we know to be true, that the Lord is faithful, and we will see He will see us through every situation. So today I'm asking, are you battle ready? Have you taken that first step to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Are we walking in that relationship of our Heavenly Father a step at a time? Just ask you this. You remember a couple of weeks ago I asked about that prayer journal we talked about. I challenged everybody for the next 30 days when you pray, just write down what God's showing you. I'm going to share a little snippet that God gave me in my prayer journal with you. Say, God's grace is not just for a day or for a particular situation, but for every step of our journey. Walk daily in the leading of the Lord. Drink freely of the grace of our Heavenly Father. Man, that just spoke to my heart when I was just praying. God just laid that on me. And I wanted to share that with you guys today. I'm going to read it again. God's grace is not just for a day or for a particular situation. See, sometimes we think it's just, man, I blew it here. And God says, okay, that's, you know, you turn from that. And let's keep walking. And he does say that. He says, repent, come to me. But it's not just for one time. He's a full-time God. He's a full-time God who gave the fullness of Christ. Amen. But that for every situation and every step of the journey, walk daily in the leading of the Lord. Drink freely of the grace of your Heavenly Father. So I'm going to ask you today with your eyes closed and your heart open. Are you drinking freely of the grace of God? Are you 
taking in what God has done for you and are you allowing God to mold your heart, cultivate those things in your heart, put his finger on those things that he says, you know what, we need to make a change here. I pray that each one here, if you've never made that decision for the Lord, that today is the day that you say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Father, I know I need you. And today's the day I just call and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. You're my Lord and my Savior. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody. Say, you know what? I prayed that with the pastor brother today. And tell me more about how I can walk firmly in what God's done. Because we want to come alongside you and encourage you and walk this thing out with you. And if you're here today, you say, man, I just feel like this battle never ends. I want to tell you, you know what? The journey is long sometimes, but you're not alone. Because we can freely drink daily of God's grace and His mercy and His understanding. So today, as we get ready to to leave here, I just pray that each one is battle ready. And we pick up the battle, we pick up our, our armor every day for that battle. And when we feel weak, we continue to just look and focus on the Master waiting for his slightest move to make the adjustment in our lives so that we can walk and serve and love and forgive. Father, I thank you for this day and I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you that we get a privilege of calling you our Heavenly Father. Lord, I thank you that there's folks here that uh, serve so diligently. And I thank you, Lord, that today that um, I pray that lives will change and impact in a mighty way. And so, Father, as we go with the rest of our day fellowshipping, we just want to keep you at the center. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, we're going to do a little.